Today is Tuesday, July 17, 2018, and you're listening to the official VIEW News. I'm Adam Jar, And I'm Greg Pollack. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. This podcast is sponsored by VIEW Mastery, and we're excited to announce we just published the first lesson of our real-world VIEW course, which guides you through building a production-level VIEW app from installation to deployment. This first lesson shows how to create a project using Vue CLI 3, both from the command line and with the new Vue UI. We then tour the project for an in-depth understanding of how our app is structured and how it's being loaded. If you've been curious about how a project generated from the Vue CLI works, this is a video for you. We'll be publishing new lessons to this course weekly. And next week, we have a lesson showing how to optimize your code editor for Vue development. Speaking of eMastery, if you haven't watched my free video yet where I build reactivity from the ground up, you might want to, and I posted a shorter version of it up on Medium this week. This is a lesson from our Advanced Components course, which is now complete. Yeah, the course has 12 lessons, five of which include tips from Evan Yu, the creator of you. Jonas Galvez recently published seven tips for building a large Nuxt app, where he goes into how to better manage your Nuxt code base. Mm-hmm. Could you name a few? Sure, I'll give you two. The latest Nuxt release includes an extend routes function. It's now easier to add custom routes on top of what Nuxt gives you by default. Also, are you familiar with how Nuxt ships with a progress bar between routes? Yeah, that's the loading line that goes across the screen when you click a link. Right, and Jonas shows how to tie the loader into Vuex. So if you have active HTTP requests fetching data when you load a new page, you can extend the loader's runtime while you're waiting for data to return. Interesting. So you can ensure the page loads when the data is fetched. Right. For the remainder of the tips, you'll want to check out the article. If you're using Vue Test Utils, the official unit test library for Vue.js, you may need to create a dummy value for a property that is attached to Vue.prototype. For example, you may need to mock the value of your Vuex store, of Vue router, or $t if you're using Vue i18n. In a recent excerpt from his Vue testing handbook, Lachlan Miller shows how to mock a value with a Vue test utils mock mounting option. Then he shows you how to set a default value for your mock. There's some plotting libraries that tie really well into Vue's reactivity system, allowing you to make reactive graphs. Reactive graphs could be a very powerful UI feature. Yeah, and in an article this week, Bob Thomas wrote up a simple example showing how to use the Plotly JavaScript graphing library to create a reactive graph. Check it out if you need to start building some graphs in your Vue apps. If you need to build a real-time app, you've got a few options. I think there's Firebase real-time. Yep, that's a popular one. And there's also Ably, which has a free tier that allows you to publish real-time data to a million subscribers, along with features that allow you to detect a user's presence, enables device awareness, plus it offers authentication, encryption, and more. Oh, does this allow you to do the thing where you have reactivity all the way down into the server? So like one person changes the shared data on the server, and then Ably reactively notifies all clients viewing that data? Yep, I think so. If you're interested in playing with Ably, they have a free tutorial up where you can build a real-time tic-tac-toe game with Vue. If you're a fan of TypeScript and you're using Vuex, you got to check out Arnav Gupta's blog post about his Vuex model decorators library. I assume TypeScript adds some syntactic sugar to your Vuex code. 
Yeah, and these come in the form of decorators and some intelligent defaults. So when you're writing Vuex modules, when you declare variables, they automatically assume you're writing state. When you type get before a function, it groups that into the getters. And when you type at mutation or at action before a function, it's grouped into actions. Okay, sounds helpful, but a little hard to picture. Yeah, definitely take a read if you're using TypeScript and Vuex. If you're looking for a quick and dirty guide on setting up Nuxt with Contentful... It's the Contentful is a flexible headless content management system. Yep, a new tutorial by Quan Kelvin Ho quickly walks through the process. He shows how to set up the project using Vuetify and how to deploy to GitHub pages so you can control the content of your static site via Contentful. If you want to try to build a native app using Vue, Adityas Srivastava and Niraj Singh created a simple login app with input validation and state management that should serve as a good launching point. What does this use to build it? Well, it uses Vue native and native base for UI components. It seems like a really solid way to get started with native apps, and there's a detailed article they wrote up that walks you through the different parts of the application. And when you build a native app like this, you're not coding in HTML, right? Right. You're using native-based components. Like if you were creating a form, for example, using a template, you'd have a NB form element and an NB input element. Interesting. The standard developer uses their keyboard a lot. <laughs> Are you going to tell me the view does the typing for you now? Yes. Really? No, no. I'm actually <laughs> talking about something different. Uh, so let's say you're creating a presentation. <laughs> For a conference, uh -huh. wouldn't it be nice to have the option to handwrite it, then have that handwriting converted into text, which you can then download and open up in your PowerPoint or Keynote? <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. You're saying, instead of just typing out into my slides into Keynote, if I want, I could instead use a pencil and real paper, write out what I want my slides to say, that'll be converted into text, downloaded into a file, and then I can open it up into Keynote? That sounds really efficient. Uh, not exactly. Oh. Kind of close, but not exactly. <laughs> so I'm talking about a web app. You would use it like with a tablet or a Surface, and it'll take what you jot down and then oh. convert it into text you can download and open in your presentation. That makes a little more sense. Yes. So a Medium tutorial shows you how to create an app that does this. It's using Vue.js and MyScript. So MyScript can capture the strokes from a browser using a pen, a stylus, or a mouse, and then processes that digital ink, outputting the text, shapes, and math that it recognizes from that handwriting. The tutorial also shows you how to download a file of that content so you can open it up in presentation software. But really, the potential applications for capturing and converting handwriting are pretty broad. Interesting. Mulidate is a popular library when you need to write input form validation. But when it comes to creating error messages and displaying them, that's really left up to the developer. Right, but I'm sure Vuelidate tells you which validations are triggered. Right, it does, and the simplest thing you can do is write a bunch of VIFs on different divs that display error messages for each validation. Okay, but are there libraries that would do this for you? Yes, and Nicholas Baroni wrote an article this week showing how to parse through Vuelidate's validations to generate validation messages for your app. This way you could reuse the way you display error messages across different parts of your application or even multiple apps. Thank you for listening to the official Vue News Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community.